0: Wow, Ty and Eric back in the booth. Friday. Back in the That's
1: it's right. It's a man. beautiful
0: Friday, Eric. It's a other than the weather, actually, it's kind of like an average Joe Friday. Uh, a sloppy Joe
1: Friday, if you will. Mhm. Only really it's it's really really Friday on paper, you know what I mean? Like there's nothing like different about today. I don't know about you, but I have no plans. I'm just kind of like chilling here, enjoying the sunshine. Probably gonna take it easy before my next two weekend parties. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But I, I hear you're you're active all weekend, so yeah, dude. You know I am active. You know, hell no. I
0: got back to back to back Halloween parties this weekend. Triple header, like a three headed dog. <laughs> mm-hmm. I will be letting the dogs out this weekend.
1: Oh, <laughs> damn! God damn, man. Speaking of letting the dogs out, what a great podcast we did on tuesday ty we did one in person mm-hmm. immediately following that i was like telling you i think on air or maybe immediately after i was like where should i go for a solo drink and dinner you know what i mean i'm kind of like trying to kill some time wait for bay while she's done with her corporate dinner so I'm like okay i gotta like figure out a place to kill time that like looks brand propelling as a solo person you know what mm-hmm. i mean so the smart default there
0: is obviously a hotel lobby bar because single dudes are constantly at hotels. They gotta travel for business, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Post up at the bar, so you would look absolutely a part of the tapestry of the environment if you were to go hang out at the the Fair, Fairmont Lounge or uh, Hotel Georgia. But is that
1: what you did? <laughs> no, Ty. You know all about this. Uh, I went to straight to Key Tanto. Probably like the best bar seat in Vancouver. I, mm-hmm, I stand facts. by that. To be honest, like a very very nice bar. You pull probably, up and sit by that. You pull up and sit. Um, probably the second one would be like Nightingale, but I was like, it's too fancy to like, just like chill by yourself. Like Kazantil still has like, like a mysterious kind of vibe associated with it. You know what I mean? It's like
0: mm-hmm. you know what the problem with Nightingale is? Bar, it's yeah. too
1: bright. It's too bright in there, Eric. For us old guy. It? That I was think my so. critique of the Fairmont lobby. I was like, it's too bright in here. There's lots of people. I'm going to be too visible. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm.
0: You need to like sip a Negroni and slink in the
1: corner, you know? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I got to hang out at the bar, drink some, you know, Japanese whiskey, lost in translation style. Hmm. That's the vibe. That's right. And then have a young Scarlet Johansson sit next to me. You know, that that's mm-hmm. really what I was looking for. She's like, I missed um, my flight. And you're like, <laughs> <laughs> I've been missing you my whole life. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, do you want to go sing karaoke later? <laughs> mm-hmm. Wow. Um, but I go to Kistanto. they're closed, they have the full anti-homeless dark the dark UX fence in front.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. You
1: know, no sleeping here. Um, so that was unfortunate. And then I quickly pivoted and I went over to Joe Fortes, a quick mm. little solo, sit at the bar activation. When you pull up solo to Joe Fortes and you ask for a spot at the bar, they like don't even say a word to you. They just walk you in. It's like the fastest way to get to that place.
0: That's amazing. You can do that one by <laughs> one to get a whole table in there. Yeah, It's like, oh, I don't mind sharing with that guy, actually. Oh, <laughs> yeah, he looks fun. So sloppy yeah. Joe Fortes, what, did, what was the vibe like? How did you
1: manage... Uh, being a single dude at the bar there uh let me tell you it was a fucking experience time um i channeled my like french loner energy i remember when i was in paris there was a dude sitting at, at the restaurant we we're at just eating a steak tartare by himself mm-hmm. with like a bottle of wine mm-hmm. and i was like i'm gonna do that but at joe's so i got like half dozen oysters little steak tartare action um, and a Martini you know what I mean some mm-hmm. real like movie shit I'm feeling like I'm in a fucking yeah. movie you know what I mean no fucking movie uh, there's a way my life is not a movie <laughs> Dude, the
0: mar- the Martini Solo Martini is such a move for that well oh, done
1: 100% well done this guy's um, getting an oscar for his performance at <laughs> joe
0: Fortes.
1: <laughs> 100% and the bartender like you know how they just like carried t- c- cater to you like extra when you're by yourself it's like i don't mm-hmm. know what this guy's going through but i'm just going to like be there for him you know what i mean is that kind yeah of the
0: part for sure the bartender's <laughs> paternal instincts check in they're like i gotta i gotta like make mm-hmm. sure i'm keeping a keeping a watch on this kid
1: yeah there's something special about a bartender wearing a suit like that is able to like cater to you you know what i mean and just like he mm-hmm. gets it you know he doesn't want to make conversation
0: but mm-hmm.
1: he's like i see you kind of vibe you know
0: mm-hmm. He's uh, both a bartender and bodyguard for you. You know, he's just a watchful eye, a dark knight. You're in the shadows. He's in the shadows. Yeah. Everyone's in the shadows.
1: Except time bodyguard failed his bodyguard duties. And I'll get into why. (laughs) Oh, man. But before you get into
0: that, I'm just trying to relate to your solo dining activation because... um, I take the set everywhere I fairly, <laughs> fairly socially inclined so I don't get a lot of solo dining activations with the exception of one place and that place is Subway the restaurant chain I, I feel like that's the place where I've exclusively dined solo the most like wow, if you look dude. at my bar chart of restaurants like genres where I've dined solo fast sandwich is like a giant <laughs>
1: <flip>. <laughs> dude fast sandwich is crazy um yeah, dude, one of the saddest things you've ever told me was, like, after we had started becoming friends and, like, dining at Subway together, pre-COVID, you revealed to me that you would come to the same Subway all the time just by yourself.
0: <laughs> and mm-hmm. I was like,
1: damn, like, before I came into your life, you would just do this exact same thing, but solo. It <laughs> yeah, brought me along. <laughs> I was I was born in the trenches, man. <laughs> damn, dude, that's crazy. I know the
0: pyramid cheese slice scheme is working <laughs> <laughs> this whole the whole point of this podcast was so i could never eat alone again
1: <laughs> oh shit Long yeah, time. Dude, i won't allow it um if you ever if i ever catch you at subway alone i'm gonna like you know call there's probably a number i can call that'll like check up on you you know what i mean like a mm-hmm. welfare check or something
0: Oh yeah, I'm sure it's like uh, a speed dial on the house phone at Subway and the sandwich artist has hold it <laughs> many times. They can tell by what you order, who you're with, mm-hmm. what, how you sit in the restaurant. I feel like I always, when I eat Diane Solo at Subway, I, it's not like ordering a martini at a nice restaurant because for some reason, your guard is always a little up, you know? You're like <laughs> really hunched over your sandwich. You're like aware mm-hmm. of everyone that's going around. Like you're kind of tweaking a little bit while you eat. It's very mm-hmm. stressful. I feel like I... All my muscles are clenched when I dine alone at Subway. <laughs>
1: Especially <laughs> your ass cheeks. Um, yeah. There's definitely a button on the knee. You gotta clench cool. your ass at Subway, man, because either something's gonna fly out of there or something's gonna get in there. You know what I mean? You never know what it could be. So better just keep it tight. Um, mm-hmm. one, one, hole, one hole is clenching,
0: one hole's clapping.
1: <laughs> and that hole's my mouth, Eric. <laughs> Oh, man, there's a subway somewhere right now on Earth where someone's clapping their ass <laughs> like that's <laughs> happening right now. And yeah. it's just a guarantee for four thousand strong. Yeah. In Atlanta, for sure. It's 5 p.m. somewhere, you know, what I mean, mm-hmm. um, or 2 a.m., I should say. <laughs> but Ty, there's definitely a button underneath the like slices of cheese. One is to, like, turn on the line. Another one is mm-hmm. to, like, alert the authorities if someone's dining alone and they look suicidal. <laughs> yeah, for sure. The panic button. The panic button. Um, yeah, I was about to hit the panic button at Joe Forte's tie because when I sat down, almost immediately, there's these two drunk cougars sitting next to me mm. who immediately engaged in conversation. Like, what is, what is going on here? <laughs> it's, like, solo guy at the same bar we we're at, we must talk to him. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, kind of an ignored them for a little while, but I was alone. There's no ignoring them. You know what I mean? You have to mm-hmm. engage in conversation. Um, especially when they keep asking you questions about what you're eating and drinking.
0: <laughs> mm.
1: and I'm like, you've never seen a fucking martini lady? Like you look like you've downed eight the of these tonight. <laughs> invented the martini yeah exactly this is from your era <laughs> <laughs> the swing the swing in 40s or whatever Not yeah wow okay so these ladies
0: engage with you presumably because you're alone but also because your life a movie and that seems like
1: you're clearly the main character in this entire episode that's right dude i was looking for a young scarlet johansson but instead i got these two chicks with one with red hair and the other one was probably 30 years, even older than the other old one. I was like, God of damn, of course I'm they're here. redheads. Of course. <laughs> yeah. But not authentic <laughs> redheads. Like I'm not talking about the salami from, from subway. <laughs> I'm talking about like fire truck red, you know what I mean? Kind of like the Doritos in the front of the line, you know?
0: Right, right. Uh, interesting. So they're uh, unnatural readies.
1: <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Um, So I would say like midway through my steak tartare, they start engaging me again in conversation, saying things like, Mm -hmm. it's like, Hey, you look a lot like my son. (laughs) (laughs) It's always a nice thing to hear at the bar. Mm -hmm. Um, And then they, I thought I was like in the military or something. They're like, are you in the military? I'm like, no, what gives you that impression? I mean, I know it's my stoic disposition, but what else could it be? My, my buzz cut. You know what I mean? And then they're like, mm-hmm. no, the guy before you who was sitting there by himself was also in the military. I'm like, oh, what the fuck? This is a weird this is a weird oh. conversation. I need to exit this conversation. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, a little too spooky. I know, I know it's Halloween, but I don't know, man. I, I got to get out of here. Um, And then they had revealed to me, Ty, this is the actual interesting part of this. They had been there. I, okay, I was here at 9 p.m. Mm-hmm. They had been there, Ty, since 1.30 p.m. They were there for lunch no <laughs> they're camping out damn yeah dude yeah the, dude. they were camping out and they were so hammered and the bartender just kept giving them drinks even though one of them was like talking way too loud i was like this is why they failed their bodyguard duties yeah no kidding they should have been bounced you know <laughs> <laughs> exactly quite literally wow.
0: so 1 p.m you rolled up around 8 p.m yeah they put in a full mm-hmm. shift at that bar they probably been there longer than the bartender if you think about your average yeah. bartending Yeah, shift. Eight
1: hour shift. Like, there's no way. Like, I'm pretty sure the restaurant closes between like three and five. So, what do mm-hmm. they do? Just like wait around for it to reopen. Like, I'm so Real refugee energy. 100%. It's, you know, it's like the Tom Hanks movie Terminal. It's like you just like mm-hmm. are living in the terminal. It's like they live in the Joe Fortes. Yeah. You know what I mean? They, there's probably a sleeping bag under the bar they can just like cuddle mm-hmm. up into. <laughs>
0: Totally. They go up to the roof for a nap or in the back, find a glass of water. (laughs) Yeah.
1: You don't want to see the Joe Forte's rooftop patio after hours.
0: (laughs) It's
1: an encampment of sorts. Exactly. dude. It's Oppenheimer (laughs) Park, but like a little bit more elevated off the ground, that is
0: for sure pitch a tent look at the stars what a beautiful night <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a perfect weekend holy shit wow um, okay so they thought you were in the military this is this is fascinating because you got soul food but you're not a soldier uh um, but you do you do give you you do give militant vibes uh purely for the reasons you suggested aesthetically but also um i feel like you have mm-hmm. the kind of just like the mental fortitude of a soldier. You know, you've done 200, <laughs> 278 episodes of this podcast. That's crazy that yeah. they thought you were an army man, but you're really just a podcaster. Like a <laughs> whole 180 on that. Wow, have, that's what, so true. What a, it must have felt like a real compliment for you because I feel like that's what you strive to kind of like give off.
1: That is, that is a good point, Ty. I'm actually really happy that they weren't like, wait, are you a podcaster? Like that would be so embarrassing. As I refresh yeah. like our Spotify to like repost our episode on Instagram, I was like literally doing that at the bar, and they're like, "You look like you you've fought in wars, <laughs> <I'm> like wow." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're like, oh, I'm fighting battles. I'm fighting some battles right now, dude. I have PTSD, mm-hmm. but it's not from shooting like a person in the head. It's from talking mm-hmm. to you for 300 episodes. <laughs> yeah, no, you're
0: battled with. In a war with Zencasters, glitchy audio
1: booth. Oh fuck, dude! I know all these connection issues. That, that's the real enemy of the state, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So, did
0: you just flip them your your iPhone 15 Pro and say, nah, no, nah, I'm a professional Potter"? Like, how did you respond to the question of the military? Did you tell them about what? You what, like when you served and what battalion you were in?
1: What I really wish I doubled down. I, I, I wish I went double meat with the theory because it would have definitely landed. Like there's no way they would be able to like tell me, tell me that I'm a liar. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but I kind of just shut it down. You know what I mean? And if I was like, this is if this was like five years ago, Ty, I would have said something like, "Oh, I'm not a I'm not a fighter. I'm more of a lover." You know what I mean? I would say mm-hmm. something like that, but. This time I was like, you know what? Let me just get back to my steak tartare and mind my, my business. Yeah. I got true. I got six more oysters to, to swallow down, you know. You got
0: yeah, you got business, unfinished business. But you <laughs> could have told them that you you at least you served, you know.
1: You served the yeah. <laughs> the people. That's right. I never worked that subway, but I do be serving. Mm-hmm. Um so, anyways, Ty, Bay came through, you know what I mean, uh, so we linked up after and then this lady at the bar got to meet my my girlfriend, which is really funny.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> and then um, she like left like like after us. Like Ty, you you don't understand. Like she's been here from one to nine p.m. and like she's probably seen like the person next to her come and go like three four times because even I left before this woman. You know what I mean? Her mm-hmm. friend left before her too. Wow. And and then as I getting as I'm getting in my car and I'm like turning right onto west georgia street i'm i'm sitting at the red light and guess who i see get in their car and turn left right in front of me no yeah dude red-haired chick and she's like literally 30 minutes ago she admitted to me that she was drunk as hell
0: <laughs> wow now she's just heading home,
1: yeah, she's <laughs> she's driving drove, home.
0: drove right to the ocean that's
1: crazy
0: <laughs> so dude, I, witnessed I a
1: drunk driver last night is not that wild
0: you, you you might have been the last person they
1: spoke to, Eric. <laughs> I know. I thought about that. I was like I was like, I'm the last yeah. conversation they had and I didn't give them like anything in the combo. <laughs> I mean it was mm-hmm. very one sided.
0: <laughs> they could have yeah, driven off a, off the bridge into the ocean that night and as they're falling, their memory will be like He looked like an army boy and my son.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Obviously, she was battling with some demons, but Mm -hmm. she did actually live on the North Shore. So she did take the bridge, Ty, I I can confirm. Yikes. Yikes. A lot of weird people come from there, hey? Dude, that's crazy. If I have
0: too many sauces on my foot, I ain't driving. It's too high risk. Too much fluid in the system.
1: Yeah, dude, that's why subway as a, like, road trip meal is very, like, risky. You know what I mean? It's, like, the perfect thing you need, but then you could also fall asleep at mm-hmm. the wheel. Yeah, dude, you put a blimp in your stomach, and that's going to combust. Yeah, dude. Um, so, yeah, that was my night, and I wish you'd join me for this. I wish you were, at the very least, sitting across from me at the bar so you could, like, witness this, because that would be, that'd be a good move.
0: I would love to have seen this one together, but honestly, you painted a very, uh, very good picture of it. Real good <laughs> screen, real screenwriter energy.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, I gotta say, I also got an impulsive Caesar salad after I finished all, all my other food. <laughs> so oh, I really wow. went in at Forte's.
0: That's kind of how Subway works too, though. You start with the meats and then go to the veggies. And 10% maybe that's the way to do it,
1: dude. That's exactly what I did because I had the meats. And then I was like, you know what? This needs veggies and bread. And I ordered bread and veggies. Wow. That's so cool. Yeah, dude. I had the, you know, the famous like lobster oil over there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I had to get some of that.
0: The the garlic aioli of Fortes. (laughs) 100%. That's
1: That's the seafood medley. Mm -hmm.
0: So maybe this is the way to do it is you open the menu at the restaurant and you read bottom to top right to left
1: yeah i mean i stuck within the cold appies section (laughs) Mm -hmm. the cold the chilled starters i i only really navigated amongst the chilled starters and that's kind of it yeah and then it made me realize like all the food i consumed was raw like i had raw Mm. oysters raw beef and salad
0: and hey don't discount the fermented olive that you could uh, presumably consumed with the martini
1: yeah that's right there was two of them
0: Is fermentation raw though
1: i would think so well what is raw (laughs) i don't know man
0: (laughs) simply uncooked
1: (laughs) yeah i guess so do you cook denim
0: do you cook you don't cook denim so it's but it's not always raw i think
1: or it's like treated
0: yeah i feel like uh raw is yeah undressed is how i would think of it undressed so the salad is not raw because it had caesar dressing on it well okay maybe raw is unheated so you could have a raw footlong if you don't get it toasted but that doesn't <laughs> sound right you know like can i have the footlong tartare can I have
1: the footlong raw is not something i ever <laughs> want to say in my life um, <laughs> yeah, can I dwight howard's saying that though yeah, <laughs> um... says, let me get the raw footlong <laughs> <laughs>
0: shit dude i've never um, had the foot long raw i'm getting that toasted just to avoid this situation with my artist
1: fellas <laughs> <laughs> so, is it gay to get your footlong raw at subway
0: might be might be wow.
1: what do you think raw is eric i think raw, is it heat i think whatever i don't think it's just heat but i think it's merely the act of killing germs or blocking mm. germs let's say Think about it. This I've, this is perfect and you're not even ready for how perfect this is. Okay, think about this. If you cook a steak, it goes from raw to cooked, right? You're mm-hmm. killing the germs off by cooking it. Same with the chicken, et cetera, meat, okay. obvious. But think about this, um, ceviche, you're cooking the fish with lemon juice, therefore killing mm-hmm. the germs of the bacteria, right? That's why it's mm-hmm. safer to eat that way. And when you hit it raw, you're blocking the germs from mixing. <laughs>
0: Gotcha, gotcha. It works in every
1: situation. (laughs) You're just just getting in the way of germs.
0: Okay, I'm going to poke a hole. (laughs)
1: No, don't poke a hole. (laughs) Don't poke a hole.
0: If if you cook, in your general term, a, a body of food, but then through some other environmental means, germs are reintroduced, does the food regress back to being raw? Example. Subway tuna, presumably cooked, but covered in germs. Is the tuna now back to <laughs> its raw state? Are you getting raw tuna?
1: Hmm. This is a good question. I think there's probably a mm-hmm. third level here. It's like raw, like not raw, whatever that word is, cooked, I guess, and mm-hmm. then like infected. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Turned, like, yeah. Turned up. Turned. <laughs> Yeah, dude. There's nothing you know, not turned up about the tuna, so yeah, I think that's probably the way to like describe it accurately. I'm not sure.
0: Yeah, this is some tuna tuna Turner shit. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Damn,
0: let's go on. Let's go on. Tuna Turner. Tuna um, Turner. Ah, oh, shit. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. I I think I agree with your definition. I the act of removing germs is one way. I think there's also like the masculine urge to manufacture that exists in all trade and food preparation is also a part of that. So if a food goes through even the most minor form of like manufacturing as in like we are going to do something to it to make it less of like it's natural form that could be also considered getting cooked. <laughs> yes, like it doesn't does it kill germs to just like salt up something. You're just, but you're kind of like manufacturing it in a way, you know? Like mm-hmm. if you toss lettuce in dressing, you're kind of um, produ- producing something new from it, you know?
1: That is true. It's one step removed from its original state. Mm-hmm. But this is, does that mean it's not raw though? Like pu- simply putting salt on like a raw chicken breast doesn't make it cooked. You know what I mean? I feel like, I guess like to make wrong. something not raw is to like fully make it uh sterile (laughs) right right
0: so it's kind of like um the version of for all the dogs that has no swear words that is raw because it's been sterilized no it's not raw. dude i'm (laughs) I'm mixing up i'm mixing up the it's the inverse
1: yeah i would say the clean version is the like cooked Cooked. version you know what i mean yeah you cooked it someone some internet Apple Music has gone in and freaked it. So it's no longer, you know, doesn't have the same meaning anymore. Mm-hmm, for
0: sure. It's been poached. Poached of all it's it's... Been poached <laughs> bad words.
1: Yeah, dude. Um, speaking of Drake, I'm glad you brought him up. <laughs> um, You're welcome. Because Drake recently posted his the recipe to his famous uh, fruity little drink that he has in every single interview. Do you know what I'm talking about? I thought he was just drinking like an April Spritz. What is he drinking? <laughs> well, he's like hinted at the fact that there's like, it's like passion fruit and like some other like girly shit. You know what I mean? Oh, so he's, passion
0: fruit. <laughs> yeah,
1: it, it makes sense why the song is inspired mm-hmm. by that. But um, I don't know. I don't know about you. Maybe this is just me, but I, I had a feeling that this was like very interesting because he had the same drink in every single video he's in like Mm non-music video, like interview video or YouTube video, Mm -hmm. whether he's gambling on steak, like on twitch.com or whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Um, not steak and (laughs) cheese.com. Bro's not gambling on steak. Um, It always seemed to have the same drink, right? So I was like, curious about Mm -hmm. this. And then he posted a video where he's being asked what's in it. And he's like, oh, it's like a canned beverage that you pour on ice like a tequila seltzer over ice with passion fruit.
0: Really? And that's his yeah. go-to drink. Dude, Drake's such, such a guy to have a <laughs> bit of a sweet tooth, you know? Of course, that's what he's drinking.
1: Dude, Drake the type of guy to add passion fruit to a canned beverage.
0: Yeah, damn. Like what? <laughs>
1: I, bet he,
0: I bet he gets the white chocolate macadamia nut cookies at Subway, too. <laughs> Dude, Drake the type of guy to be like, cheat day. <laughs> Uh, that that is too accurate, Eric. I, I saw a photo of him with Ovio Nico like yesterday, and I saw, and he was holding a cup of orange bevvy, and I just assumed it was a spritz of some sort. But now I'm learning it's more like five alive with a little extra. It's six alive because he added one more fruit. He's drinking Whoa. six god alive up there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, the the name of this like canned beverage is called Onda, which is like a strange name, huh. and then. Drake goes on to say he calls it an (laughs) andalini. So (laughs) leave it to Drake to rename like a frat house drink. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Let me see if I can pull this up for you real quick. Yeah, he's like, this is this is
0: this is not this is borgolini. You know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) serve it in three ounce, three ounce uh, glasses. On, on, I feel like he would like hit that with a high note when he says it, like
1: andalini. (laughs) One hundred percent. Except it's really close to Donda. you know. What yeah. I mean? So like, I wonder if he's ever like realized that and would stop drinking because of this, but just look how orange this shit is.
0: <laughs> yeah, dude, this looks like, um, like a novel ranch water brand. I guess that's what it is. Tequila seltzer.
1: <laughs> it's 100% ranch water.
0: <laughs> wow. Yeah, dude. The on the city. I feel like I feel like this is like new age. We're looking at the branding right now. We had Jamie pull it up, but all tequila, <laughs> like new age tequila sodas have this brand you know like you could swap the logo out with a different word and it would feel like every other brand of tequila soda i can't even name them because they're all like the same you know
1: yeah dude this whole like canned like seltzer shit this industry is is so torched now like the cacti's Mm -hmm. and the fucking white claws and all this shit it's all the same stuff
0: but Mm -hmm. it's like
1: like, I, I don't know, dude, men before us didn't drink this. <laughs> you know what I mean? No. Like, what's up with that? Why do why do these exist? I guess for the ladies, but then men have been co-opting this um, tequila brand way too much, well, in my opinion.
0: I think the challenge here is the alcohol industry, like the term, the concept of the highball needed a rebrand. The highball was oh, a true, little yeah. bit. It was falling a little flat, you know. No one wants a highball; they want something a bit more artisanal, or a mm-hmm. bit more interesting. And then you mean liquor, you mean a guava, <laughs> guava tequila seltzer? Exactly. <laughs> That's basically just like a highball with a twist, and then wrap it in a brand narrative and some creative packaging. And it feels like you're, it feels like you're getting a real treat for yourself when you're really just
1: getting mm. that, like a gin and juice. You know what, Ty? I went to this club in London. Um, and I had the guy in front of me had ordered something with like mango juice or like some kind of juice in it. And I was like, bro, what is, what was that? And he's like, it's a Hennessy and, and juice. <laughs> I was what? Like, oh, fuck, let me get one of those. And, I, and It was like the best thing I had. It was so good, bro. Wow. So I, I'm kind of, I kind of just contradicting my entire point here, but I, I guess I'm aligned with this, but it just, the can ruins it. You know what I mean? The juice part is-, is good.
0: It's it's kind of like they're like doing the whole Casper thing with highballs, you know. It's like, yeah, we can't just be a mattress. We have to, we have to convince millennials that this mattress is worth drinking or sleeping on. In that case,
1: totally. You know what I think Wild it is? Time. I think I think the fluid industry is out of ideas. I think so too. And also, everything has to have like a cute story. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, what I mean, it's like like you said, it can't just be a mattress. It has to be like fun and if i'm gonna spend my money it's not gonna be like generic mattress brand at like sleep country you know what i mean mm-hmm. i have to like they have to have a like cute pastel color palette mm-hmm. and like like an intern on social media that'll like heart my replies you know facts yeah it has to like propel my own personal identity
0: and generic yeah, mattress brand is not going to do that nor is generic Highbolt brand so enter onda
1: on the on the
0: so subway could benefit from this if they branded every single ingredient like if you're getting like not just the lettuce but like uh the Lux lettuce you know and it's got
1: like a cool script font for its name mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know? i totally agree hey if if uh these were available in canada i would totally bring them to our activation on sunday <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> this would be really funny you know so we can bust a can of that orange together that would be cool i would love to give it a sippy sippy I'll, I'll try to find a different novelty <laughs> beverage to roll up with okay yeah i know i asked our friend what should i bring to a like a halloween party besides obviously a case of beer and a pack of menthols and mm-hmm. he said nothing so kind of now i'm left with that only <laughs> Pretty it's not easy enough <laughs> it's not enough i don't know dude i need to Like fireworks, maybe I don't know something. (laughs) Yeah, if you just show up with beer and uh,
0: darts, you're just going to be like every other dude that showed up to the party. How do you propel your personal identity when you walk into a room full of strangers? Novelty fluid. Mm Hmm. Novelty fluid is the way to go. Um, Hey, what are you you drinking? (laughs) Hey, what are you drinking? That's
1: the icebreaker of the party, all parties. One hundred percent. But then if someone asks you what you're drinking, you said like, "Oh, I'm having an (laughs) It's Like. (laughs) like I don't know I don't thought this is like, going to help you out you know what I mean it's People might like judge, judge you further
0: yeah that's the um beverage equivalent of saying oh no I'm not in the navy I'm a
1: podcaster <laughs> yeah exactly like what oh what's that is that a can of beer so no it's mm-hmm. a guava seltzer <laughs> <laughs> fuck sakes okay zoomer <laughs> okay zoomer you fucking idiot <laughs> um Ty, what else we got for topics
0: today? That's everything on my end, King. I'm ready to roll into this weekend.
1: Okay, great. Um, So am I. Let's uh, reconvene on Tuesday after our weekend of shenanigans Mm -hmm. for a Halloween pod. Mm -hmm. All tricks, no treats. Absolutely. All right, Redheads, thank you for listening. Catch you on Tuesday. Ciao.